This is a podcast from the University of Manchester's Jodrell Bank Center for Astrophysics. For the full show and archives, visit jodcast.net. Hi, I'm Alex, and today on the Jodcast, I'm here with Rachel Ainsworth. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Alex. Thanks for having me. So, Rachel is a postdoc here at JBCA. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your background? Uh, sure. So, I'm originally from Hampton, New Hampshire in the U.S., um, I really enjoyed physics and astronomy in high school, but when I entered uh, my undergraduate uh, degree at the University of Tennessee, I wasn't entirely sure it's what I wanted to do as a career. Um, I entered undeclared into university, but on the physics track, because I knew I wanted to do science, I just wasn't quite sure what exactly. Um, I also had a passion for photography, so my idea at the time was that I could make a career out of designing cameras and telescopes because that was a beautiful synergy between physics and photography and art. Um, but then during university I started uh, crashing the grad students uh, astrophysics and cosmology seminars where I heard really cool things on on the latest astrophysical and cosmological research. So I got really interested in it. I applied for and was selected for an internship at NASA's uh, Jet Propulsion Laboratory. And this is really where my career in um, observational astronomy took off. I worked on a project uh, reducing uh, spectra of pre-planetary nebula, which are dying stars, which are which have a lot of mass loss, um, and also of stellar interlopers, which are young stars which are speeding through and interacting with the interstellar medium. So I really enjoyed my time there. Um, and the next logical step was to apply to do a PhD, and that's when I ended up in Dublin, Ireland, at the Dublin Institute for Advanced Studies. And I conducted my PhD there with Professor Tom Ray, um, studying uh, the radio emission properties of young stellar objects. So instead of dying stars, I was now studying newly born stars, um, which also exhibit mass loss. And then after that, I did a postdoc at DIAS, um, following along from my PhD research. And then after that, I am here at JBCA doing a second postdoc. Cool. So you've been at JBCA for almost a year now. And I hear that you're getting very involved in pushing for open science in astronomy. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Um, it's a topic I'm really passionate about. Um, as you're probably aware, um, many scientific fields sort of suffer from traditionally closed research practices. So data isn't always shared. It can be quite difficult to reproduce results. Methods are often obscured. Uh, there's a lot of competition in academia for jobs and funding. So this kind of drives people to, to, to keep a lot of their stuff um, to themselves and not, not as widely accessible. Um, to make them more competitive. And so the open science movement is trying to return research to its fundamental core values of just making science accessible to everybody and making scientific results uh, reproducible and transparent so that uh, we don't have duplication of effort and all these kinds of um, things. And so my favorite aspect to open science is that if research open up all of their um, all of their science, so they make their data openly and freely available on the internet, they uh, publish their code so that anybody can use it and adapt it, um, and if they are very transparent and clear about their methods and results, 
then science becomes more accessible to everybody, um, and in particularly underrepresented uh, minority groups, under-resourced communities, um, and everybody has access to science. And so I've been um, working with Mozilla, if you think uh, the web browser Firefox. Mm-hmm. Um, I went through training with them uh, to learn how to be an open leader. And so through them, I worked on an open project to create an open science how-to kit for astronomers so that they are able to open up their research workflow from proposal to publication. Because I feel like the, the best way to promote open science in astronomy is to make it easy for researchers to practice openly. Um, I also am working to organize more workshops and events within the department uh, to teach people how to use platforms such as GitHub and, and other sort of open research tools. And I'm also working to integrate open science um, into my current research projects. So right now I'm working on a project with uh, the Emerlin Telescope. We're observing disks from young stars. And I want to have the entire project um, as a demonstration of open science. So we're going to be reducing all the data using a Jupyter notebook so that anybody can just run the notebook and see exactly how we calibrated and analyzed the data. Um, we'll have all of the data linked to in the manuscript, and the manuscript will be open access. Cool. Um, so some listeners might not know what a Jupyter notebook is. Would you want to uh, give a look, brief rundown on what exactly that is? So entails? a Jupyter notebook is an IPython notebook. Um, Python is a programming language that is very widely used um, in science these days because it's open source, it's got a vast library, um, and it's very well documented. And what uh, the Jupyter Notebook is, is it's more of an online interface to running Python commands, which makes it really easy to, to demonstrate different functions and script commands. Cool. And I guess people don't need um, uh, to know what their computer is doing. They can just do it all through a web browser. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Cool. So uh, one thing you've been uh, organizing is the Herplus Data Meetups which is something that's not quite uh, specific to astronomy. Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about how you've got involved with that? Yep. So while I was in Dublin, um, Herplus Data, which is a women in data meetup group, uh, was founded, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, but at the time, I knew I was moving to Manchester. So I um, asked the founder, Karen Church, if I could start a sister chapter in Manchester when I moved, and she was very enthusiastic about it. So um, when I came to Manchester and saw that it was a thriving uh, tech hub in itself, um, it really inspired me uh, to, to start this sister chapter of Herplus Data. And um, so I created the meetup group. Uh, Professor Anna Scaife of the Interferometry Center of Excellence here at JPCA uh, sponsored our meetup page. So we had our kickoff meeting in September. And um, since then, we've had one meetup each month. Uh, each meetup typically um, comprises a few lightning talks from various women across fields. So it's not just um, data science or astronomy necessarily. It's it's open and broad for anything to do with data. So um, data science, analytics, visualization, data within academia and research, but it also incorporates data art and data journalism. So it's really open to women just in science and technology who work with or love data and want to or have an interest in data and want to learn more. So um, it's been a really great way to build a support network of women across STEM fields. Um, It's really important, I believe, for us to share uh, stories and our shared experiences as an underrepresented group in STEM. 
And I also find it's really important because when I attend other more general data or tech meetups across Manchester, um, the gender imbalance is still very visible. Um, and so this way we only have female speakers, only those who identify as women are allowed to attend. And so it really sort of builds up that confidence within our attendees. And we've already seen the impact. Um, it's been shown that women are less likely to apply for roles unless they meet 100% of the qualifications. But through Her Plus Data, I've heard that some of our members have actually gotten that confidence boost and have applied for roles that maybe they believe are, they are too junior for, but it's given them that confidence boost. So we were already seeing an impact um, across Manchester, which is which is really inspiring. That's awesome. Um, the, the the members who turn up to the to this meetup group have they um, have they ever been to anything similar in Manchester in the past, or is this really the first thing that they've been able to get involved with? Um, there are lots of meetups in Manchester, so I believe every night you could probably attend a tech right. meetup. Um, there are a few women-specific meetups, such as Our Ladies and um, UX Ladies, which is, I believe, user experience um, and user interface design and such. Mm. Um, but this is the only one that is really only open to those who identify as female. Yeah, cool. Uh, That's awesome. If you want to learn more or join Her Plus Data, um, there will be a link to our meetup page and our Twitter page. Um, I'd like to briefly plug the uh, Mozilla Global Sprint, which is a global two-day collaborative hackathon where anybody from around the world uh, can contribute to open projects on the web. Um, it's May 10th and 11th, um, and here at JBCA, I'll be hosting a local sprint site so if you're interested in contributing to an open uh, science project um, feel free to register the link will be available we'll put the link on the website yeah and we'll also include the link for the resources in um, for open science and astronomy which I am looking for contributors as well awesome thanks very much for speaking to us today Rachel thank you very much for having me